0: Welcome back to Workwoman. If you didn't have fun on the Process Podcast, this one is probably not going to be for you either. But if the Process Podcast was your favorite, and I know so many people freaking love the Podcast Podcast, the Process Podcast, the PP, all the Ps, the Process Podcast, uh, this is going to be your jam because I'm going to go so deep into employee handbook uh just for context i think context is important our cardone ventures employee handbook is a solid oh there's even the quiz on here okay i won't count the quiz pages we have a 42 paged handbook that is uh single lined there's a lot of information in here and i'm gonna give you all of the important pieces of this so Why have an employee handbook? It is a little surprising to me how few businesses operate with an employee handbook. And I don't think it's because they don't know what they're doing. I think that they don't know why an employee handbook is so important for them and how many problems they're dealing with on a daily basis that something as simple as an employee handbook would solve. So our employee handbook, it probably took eight months for us to draft from the start of the business until when it actually came out. And the reason that this took so long was not because it's a hard thing to put together. It was more so that we deprioritized, just like you probably have. Oh, we'll get to it later. Oh, we'll get to it later. And client work came up and client work came up. But then when I started to look at how I was spending my time dealing with employee challenges, dealing with just one-off conversations as we were growing and scaling, what I realized is the reason that so many things were not clear to people was because there was not one centralized place where they could find all of the information that they needed in order to be successful in our environment. And so as this employee handbook, draft, and this is going to be a recommendation, but as this draft was in my uh, draft folder and our incredible, amazing controller, we we tag team this, it created a place. Think of it like this. It created a place for essentially a frequently asked questions document to be the answer side of the question. So imagine this. You get a team member saying, oh, what time does our business open? Oh, well it opens at 8.30 and office hours end at 5.30. Okay, great. That's the first question. The second question might be, well, if I live in Florida and it says 8.30 are office hours, is that 8.30 Pacific time or is that 8.30 Eastern time? Oh, guess what? I can go right back into the employee handbook and update oh, this is Pacific time, or this is Eastern time, or this is per whatever time the team member happens to be in. It creates this bucket. I love these buckets. It creates this bucket for any question or anything that's going wrong to be able to put it. So you can handle that question one off in the moment, but all of these different random permutations of questions as your business grows and team members duplicate and there's tribal knowledge that isn't passed down fully, The handbook is the place where you put all of that and think of it as your greatest tool that you want these questions for people to ask because if somebody has a question, it's likely that most people had the same question, they just didn't ask it. And then you're able to just constantly update this and use this as a real place for people to go to look for anything that's new, but then also primarily bring on brand new team members so that they have the full alignment and everybody is clear on what the actual policies, procedures, rules, et cetera are. So I'm going to get into the five things that your handbook absolutely must have, but they're not going to be the must haves that you think of when you think of an employee handbook. So I'm going to go through those things first, like the nitty gritty, the things that an employee handbook should always have so that there's clear policies in place from an HR standpoint, and then also just, you know, creating clarity for everybody. But then there are five things that we do and use specifically the Cardinal Ventures handbook for that really does Help us use it as a tool instead of it just being this obsolete document that nobody actually reads. So, so things that it should include uh, an equal opportunity statement, and you actually need to have equal opportunity opportunities, like. our our philosophy around anything I'm about to say is not just to cover your ass. It is actually to be an employer of choice. It's actually to treat your team members in a way that you view them as members of your team. And if you are creating a team and wanting to create a culture, you have to care about the people that you work with. You have to provide them with the ability to work in a place that is uh, goal-oriented and that respects them. And so these things are not just like checklist items, although you need to have all of them, but you actually need to build a culture and an operational system and mechanism that allows for these things actually to be true in your environment. Uh, Some very few clients come through. I'm not going to say some because that's that's too broad of a statement. We've had a handful of clients that just try to use this as a way to get away with bad business practice. That is not what we use this for. That is not the type of guiding and advising that we have. If you run a bad or an unethical business or you treat your team members the wrong way, if I could figure out a way to turn this podcast off for you right now, I would do that. But um, if you do do that, like just like actually live into these things you know if you're gonna write them down you're gonna put them in your business actually treat your team members like members of your team and I don't know about you but when I played team sports like we wanted everybody to be successful we wanted to create an environment that everybody could thrive in could feel safe in could be comfortable in like those are tenants those are important pieces of a culture that a handbook can say certain things but the way the environment is is not just a representation of what's written down somewhere the the environment actually has to be structured around these things so things like equal opportunity you should be providing equal opportunities but also state that this is something that is important to you so that there is clarity for everybody across the board that this is what type of organization we are made up of Uh, for any sort of at will statements they should be put in here americans with disability act personal safety, sexual harassment, and how you handle sexual harassment in your organization, drug and alcohol policies. Like for us, our team members are not allowed to drink with our clients under any circumstance. So, and drugs are absolutely uh, not permitted in the environment. We have to say that somewhere. We're not going to wait until somebody gets plowed at a Christmas party and then tell them, oh, it was a two drink minimum And now we're not able to fire you because no one ever told you that there was a two drink minimum. No, it doesn't work like that. So put it in the handbook. Luckily that didn't happen at Cardo Ventures. That was a different company. (laughs) Uh, Weapons, like you have to have a clear, especially what state you're in and uh, what happens in situations of violence in the workplace. Like these things are critical for you to certainly contact a lawyer and make sure that you have legal counsel because state by state will vary. Uh, depending on what you can or can't allow in the environment with weapons, etc., cetera. Uh, basic attendance, so what does attendance look like? Do you allow work from home days? Do you allow flex days? Is it predominantly virtual? Do you expect people to be in your office? What time, which gets into hours of work? You would think that this is straightforward. However, if you are operating in multiple time zones, I can promise you clarifying hours of work is important. Now, for our organization, We have never put time clocks in place because every single one of our team members is a salaried team member. So we do not have people clock in, we do not have people clock out. Uh, This has been a philosophy that Brandon has had since I've worked with him and that is, we know that our team is likely working more than 40 hours a week. So I don't need to be punitive if somebody is showing up at 8.32, and on one day leaving at 4.30 because they actually ended up starting work at 7 o'clock with client calls. Like, we just don't feel like the environment we need to create a place where At exactly 8.30 you clock in and exactly 5.30 you clock out. Other people want more rigidity in their environment and that's a form of discipline for them. That's fine, that's just not how we operate. And we find that our team members are more productive because they're able to have flexibility with their hours of work instead of being really constrained with that. And we get a significant amount more production. They actually work more hours. There's a mental thing that takes place when I'm like clocking out of work like at 5.30 I'm out of work, well, many of our team, in fact, if not all of them, hop onto their emails after they go home at night and hang out with their kids or do whatever they do and continue working, but if I've just had them clock out and said that that's a requirement, what responsibility are they gonna have at eight o'clock to hop back on and continue working for another 90 minutes or so? So that's our philosophy around that. Again, you can structure yours differently, but I think providing our perspective is helpful. Meal and rest periods, this certainly needs to be there, especially for um, non-salary team members. What does overtime and timekeeping look like? We just touched on that. Personnel records, what happens with that information and how is it protected? What does payday look like? How often do people get paid? Uh, if you have incentive compensation plans, are they getting paid on the first paycheck of the month? Is it the second paycheck of the month? Does it vary? These are all things people really want to know. Additionally, uh, any sort of uh, termination, reduction in force, layoff, and recall processes. This is a special one uh, I've gotten into a little bit before our performance improvement process, but one of our really key tenants in an employee handbook is clearly stating to the team, okay, if your performance is off, this is the process that we walk through and this is how you would get terminated. Now, there are certain things that are fireable offenses Instantly. So somebody, Brandon likes to say, plays grab ass. I'm not even sure what that means, but Brandon, like at a client event the other day, was like, somebody plays grab ass with uh, another employee. Like, yes, that would be a fireable offense immediately. We wouldn't go through a performance improvement process. But it's really important as you're going through improving people's performance on the front end to have shared with them, hey, if you don't meet these marks, this is actually what's going to happen. So that they know that this is a real serious thing, that we're not just here to all enjoy each other's company and to hang out. Like, we are here to hit metrics. And if those metrics and objectives aren't being hit, this is what's going to happen. We're going to give you this chance. And then this conversation is going to happen and then after that it looks like termination we have a very specific process that we follow and i will share that with you sometime soon depending if you guys want it let me know on that okay i get really excited about employee handbooks i'm like having a hard time breathing here so i'm just gonna breathe for just like a quick second okay back to the excitement holidays it's one of the first thing people want to know is what holidays do you take off as a business owner, you might be all crotchety about this. It is what it is. People want to know what their days off are. So what paid holidays do you offer? And at what positions do you offer those at? What does vacation time look like? How do they request it? All of those fun things. Sick leave, disability leave, personal leave, bereavement leave, family and medical leave, military leave, all of the leaves People need to know for all of the leaves, what the process is, what are those requirements, and just throw them into your employee handbook. Paid time off, uh, again, what is the process for how you request paid time off? Standards of conduct. uh, Okay, those are like, those are gonna be some of the main ones that we're gonna touch on because what I wanna really touch on is the five things that we add on top of all of these things that really set us up for success with an employee handbook and make it a workable thing instead of just a document that collects dust. You'll notice that with dress code, the reason that I I kind of pivoted with this is dress code. We separate our employee handbook from our policies folder because something should be in a handbook and other things should be created as a policy and there are more steps with it. So like think of a dress code, I'm not gonna be able to put, I think our dress code is like three pages because there's different variations, right? There's a dress code for showing up at work. There's a dress code for a virtual meeting. There's a dress code for an event. There's dress code for traveling. Like there's just, there's certain dress codes for certain things. I'm not gonna put a additional five pages in this handbook in order to tie out to the policy. If we tied out every single policy to our handbook, our handbook would be like 500 pages maybe not that big, but you you get the point and be pretty big. We have a separate policies folder that we're able to add and create new policies around when situations come up. So inside the handbook, one of the first things that I highly recommend that you do is put a section in there that says, and I will actually read you ours. It's the second page of our handy dandy handbook. It says, Policies. You'll find an updated list of Cardinal Ventures policies on Cardinal Ventures shared drive under admin and then it does a forward slash to policies. So that way it allows the organization to create policies to edit them without going through these different versions of the handbook constantly. We do a once a year handbook update and then everybody goes through the re-sign process and make sure that they've read anything but we do make these policy updates and revisions and it's it's held on a separate document so that people can see what changes have been made since the last handbook and just everybody constantly be up to speed on things that are moving and shaking around here uh, but things in that policy folder I mean we have a dress code policy we have a work from home policy we have a PTO request policy And I really, like, this has been such a game changer for us uh, when it comes to streamlining questions because I think one of the reasons that people don't create massive policy updates or don't want to do it in the first place, it really is less about the work to do it on the front end, and it's more so how do you maintain it. But once you already have the thing in place, your ability to maintain and just make small tweaks make it so easy. The other piece with this employee handbook and this policy thing is... It is such low hanging fruit for you as a business owner or a leader. If you know that you're going to go through growth, why are you putting yourself in a position where you are going to have question after question after question and not take your time seriously? The handbook should be totally leveraged in that way to say, my, my time is important. I'm okay having this conversation one time. And this is one of our, a big tenant of Brandon and myself. I'm, I'm okay having the conversation one time because it's coming out of the blue, I didn't prepare for it, I didn't know that it was happening, but I will not have the conversation a second time. If I have to say it a second time, I did not do my job of putting it in the right container for it to be a policy moving forward that people can just point to. But that's on me, that's my responsibility to ensure that those things are happening. And the handbook and then the policies folder really does allow you to do that. Okay, the second thing that you absolutely should have in your handbook is a letter. Now our letter is a letter from our fantastic CEO. I might have written the letter, but it's from our CEO and it's, it's, it's great because it's what every team member needs to hear. And Brandon knows that I tell everybody that I actually wrote it. And I think my signature is actually on it as well. Are you guys interested in having me read this letter? I think I should read this letter because it's important. Brandon's just not really a writer like this, guys. That's why I write certain things for him. But if it's coming from him, it's likely from me. You know how that works? I don't know if that's how it works in your relationships, but that's how it works around here. A letter from the CEO. Welcome to Cardo Ventures. We are thrilled to have you join us on our mission to help business owners achieve their personal, professional, and financial goals through the growth of their businesses. What is that? Does anybody know what that is? The first sentence of the letter is our mission statement. Our mission statement is all throughout this document. There's, I'm gonna get into that as one of the other tips, but everything should go back. Like you should not be able to say that enough. What is your mission? What is your mission? Where are you going? Especially from leadership team members, like that is what team members need to know as soon as they open the first page of a handbook. Here at Cardinal Ventures, we also make sure our employees' personal, professional and financial goals are a priority. We are in this together. Our mission, is out here to people. Our mission is is external. But all of a sudden, how are we tying in the why we do what we do to our team members? That's why the sentence, we make sure our employees' personal, professional, and financial goals are priority. We're in this together. It's like, wait a second. This is not just about somebody else. This is about all of us. This is how we can all contribute to create something. Next section. As you read through this handbook, I hope you get a sense of what Cardinal Ventures is about and how having and how important having an employee aligned with our culture and objectives is to us. You probably got a sense of how much this means to us through our interview process. Thank you for providing your presentation about how you reflect our core values. What did I just insert into there? Our core values. Inspirational, disciplined, accountable, transparent, aligned, and results. We are going back. We're not making up new tenants, new things that are important to us. We are constantly driving back to why we're here, where we're going, how we define our culture. Please continue to show us how you reflect these values every day as you learn and grow with us. It is not just, hey, you once were disciplined. How are you demonstrating in our environment today that you are disciplined? How are you demonstrating that you are aligned or transparent? Now that you're in here, this is like the the moment where you shift everything to be able to really exemplify this through the work, because that's what we're looking for. Businesses don't move people. People move businesses. That's why as a leader, my goal is to make your success a priority. Each of us chose a career at Cardo Ventures in order to push ourselves further than we've gone before. It's one of my greatest passions to ensure that our team members reach their full potential. All of us have more that we can give and further that we can go. And we each get to choose to chase after that potential each and every day. We look forward to working with you and helping you integrate into the 10X team as seamlessly as possible. Let's scale up. Brandon Dawson, co-founder and CEO of Cardone Ventures. This is our ethos summarized in three paragraphs. Every single one of these words we mean, it is heartfelt. This is the opportunity. We want people to choose to be in, on this journey with us. We are okay for people who do not continue to make that choice, but this is everything that works in our organization and what we are about. And we are saying this loud and clear, your first page that you're reading this, hey, this is, this is Cardo Ventures and this is what we're trying to do here. Are we gonna be perfect at doing it? Absolutely not. Are there going to be moments that we don't hit our goals? Hopefully not, but but it's likely that that will happen because goals are hard to do. But this is the only place that as you scale and grow, you're gonna be able to continue to, to reiterate and continue to point back to, hey, this is what we're about. We also have internal training. And if you don't have internal training, you should contact our team about getting your team enrolled in 10x employee. So that those messages can continue to be uh, created and lived into in your organization. But without an internal training like that and additional resource, just having this here is a game changer for being able to point back all throughout somebody's career path with you to say, hey, this is what we're about here. Like you're hearing it from me. I don't care if you have a bad manager. I don't care if you you're not contributing at your highest level right now, we're re-centering on keeping the main thing, the main thing, which is our mission, our vision and our core values and what the true opportunity is for anybody who is willing to push through hard things while we're creating something that none of us have ever created before. Okay, that was kind of a tie into number three, which is, your mission, your vision, and your values absolutely need to be in your employee handbook right after our letter from the CEO. Uh, We do have our mission, vision, and core values listed. Uh, Again, how, how are people supposed to know that you're serious about these things if you don't put them everywhere? And that's why we do that. Okay, number four, ground rules. I think you guys are gonna like our ground rules. At one of the first few pages of our handbook, it's actually on page four, we lay down the ground rules. These are things that we take very seriously. And if somebody is not uh, at least living by these ground rules, it's gonna be very difficult for them to, to be truly successful here. Should I read all of them is the question. There's like 10. I'll give you a sampling. Ground rules, at Cardinal Ventures, there are certain things we expect from each team member. That is not just the sales team, that is not just the marketing team, that's not the accounting team or just executives. Every single person is held to the standard. Everyone answers the phone. If it rings twice, it is for you. Everybody answers the phone. If there's a phone ringing and we hear it ring more than once, whoever is nearby it needs to pick up, why? It is our philosophy that every single person in this organization is in a sales role and it would be a horrible client experience for the phone to ring multiple times. So by saying that, nobody can ever say, it's not my job. Uh, You're wrong, it is your job. Pick up the phone, greet them, like you're trained to greet every client that comes on board and be able to have a conversation to point them into the direction that they need to go. This is like, gets a little normal. Keep your work areas and the common areas clean, wash your own dishes and keep restrooms tidy. Sometimes you think it goes without saying, but you have to say it. like we don't have these magical team members that just clean up after themselves or have the sink be clean or do their own dishes like you have to tell them so that when you have that irritating moment oh wait why are the dishes all dirty and no one's cleaned up after themselves instead of just being pissed off you can say hey remember in the handbook that you signed that you took a quiz on that uh you were going to keep your work study or your work area tidy you got to keep it tidy does that make sense are we good okay we're going to move these things okay great they move them you move forward It removes that like, that frustration. Okay, let's find another good one. Um, Participate in the company's social media. If you don't have social media accounts, you will make them so that you can help flow power to all of our promotional pushes. This is a big one. Every team member is responsible for the promotion so that all of us can hit our goals. If we're saying that our goals are the priority for our clients and our team members goals are a priority, how are they making Cardo Ventures goals a priority if they're not promoting the things that we are all trying to make happen for the business to be able to grow? So by by putting this out there, it is everyone's job to promote. It is not just the marketing team. It is not just Natalie that's supposed to promote. It is not just Brandon or Buck. Everybody is supposed to be promoting these things. On that, another ground rule. Never ever post anything on social media about the company without a link. Otherwise, what is the purpose? We're teaching people through having ground rule like this because sure, you can post something, but if people don't know where to go in order to buy it, it's just like, it's, it's just a conversation piece. It's just nice to have there. A link makes it so that, okay, if I'm interested in, right now we're doing a big 10x exit, cardinalventures.com forward slash 10x exit, cardinalventures.com forward slash exit, uh, we're doing this big push for the exit program. If we were just gonna say, oh yeah, we have this great exit program, but didn't actually say what the link is, how's is anybody supposed to actually buy the exit program? So it's, it's really connecting with people. I promote something and I show people where to go in order to actually purchase that thing. I'm gonna give you one more of our ground rules. Know our products, stay in tune with our current and new products and services. Get excited about the help we are providing people and spread the word. Again, it goes without saying, you think that the team that you've hired to be team members inside your business, know what your products and services are. But if you are not telling them that it is their responsibility to know them, and you equally don't have provide you haven't provided them with a guide that says these are our products and services and we update these as we add them, you're handicapping yourself and your ability to really equip your team to be able to talk confidently about what you do, why you do it and how to actually sell it. So this idea that everybody knows the products, again, it's not just one team member that has to do it. It's not just sales that's responsible. It's creating a whole organization and a place for everybody to be attached to. This is our products and services guide and you are responsible for knowing what every single one of them is. And then you as the owner or as a leader, giving the benefits and the features to those different products so that they're able to talk about them. It's not just so that they know like a dictionary, a a list of different products. It's so that they can actually speak to this is the value of this program and this is why our clients are having success with it and you could have the same success given these circumstances we have all of that mapped out so it's just easy for people to be able to be successful because when Brandon in this letter says that it's our responsibility to make sure our employees personal professional and financial goals are a priority for us uh, when he makes that statement In order for us to do that, we have to teach people how they actually are able to make their goals happen. And that's by contributing and adding additional value. And if they're not adding value, then how are they gonna achieve their goals? They're not just gonna achieve their goals through sitting in our environment, doing the exact same thing on the thousandth day that they did on the first day. The last thing that should be a requirement for your employee handbook is a quiz. Guys, the employee quiz Hours. i just recently updated this because i realized that a couple people that we had recently onboarded didn't know some very important information but whose job is it that those new employees know very important information is it their manager's job or is it my job well i take that as my job yes could the manager have said something maybe probably At the end of the day, if I didn't create a mechanism for that to be very clearly known in onboarding, then it's my job. It's my fault that that didn't take place. So our quiz gets updated whenever there's new information that we want somebody to know. So our question or our quiz has 25 questions. Guys, I don't mess around. And another 15 questions in um, the policies side. So there's like an actual handbook quiz, and then there's a policies quiz handbook one of the questions uh all incoming employees are required to sign up for direct deposit is it true or false uh, employees may keep company property indefinitely that one's kind of a layup this one confidential proprietary information includes but is not limited to business plan strategies budget projections forecast financial and operating information business contracts databases and other employees information they actually would likely get this one incorrect because there are a variety of things that we don't include in the statement that we do include in the handbook and the purpose is for them to know and study the handbook to be clear on those things so some of them are a bit more difficult than others and that is intentional from a policies quiz uh i'm a little bit of a uh stickler when it comes to our dress code and having our team represent our brand so the first question on the policies quiz is only black blue and gray are acceptable color attire at events you let me know if you think that's true or false dress code applies both in office work and work from home environments what else is a fun one cardo ventures is pleased to offer each of our employees one work from home day per calendar year you'd have to look that one up Uh, Incentive compensation will be paid out on the second payroll of each month, the 20th of that month, the 20th paycheck. Is it true or false? If you worked in Cardo Ventures, you would know. I'm not going to give you all the answers because what if you do want to work at Cardo Ventures? If you do, speaking of, cardoventures.com forward slash careers, we are hiring like crazy people right now. So those are the five things that, in addition to the main things and what you normally think of an employee handbook, you can put in, and I highly recommend you do put in, in order to create this environment where everybody has clarity around what policies are and to ensure that they actually know the information that's stuck in there with the, with the quiz. I really love the handbook. It's something that I used to hate and things that you hate, you should try to end up loving because there's a reason that you hate it. With that, please, please, please leave a review. Tell me if there's anything else that I missed. Is there something that you put in your handbook that's been really successful for you? And is there something that you're still struggling with that you thought was in the handbook but really didn't address the issue? I would love to help that as well. So with that, have an awesome day. I cannot wait to see you or talk to you next week for the Work Woman episode.